You're listening to a real piece of work. (laughs) I probably shouldn't say it that way. You're listening to a real piece of work, a jobs podcast for aspiring professionals brought to you by WVIK, Quad Cities NPR, and Junior Achievement of the Heartland. Now here's your hosts, Matt and Joy. Kathy Snell, you are a real piece of work and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I've been told. (laughs) Every day at work. (laughs) Well, in that vein, at work, you know, this is is a pretty unique episode for us. It's the first chance I've had a chance to welcome a co-worker to the podcast, which I think is pretty awesome. But for our listeners, our high school students, maybe even younger, hopefully, can you tell us exactly what it means to be apprentice carpenter? Um, An apprentice carpenter is anybody. It doesn't matter if you have any kind of experience in construction, any anything. Um, it's just someone who gets into the program. You have to test into it, and then you get accepted, and then you go through four years of the apprenticeship, but really it's only one week of school every three months, and then the rest of it we learn out on the job site. So they kind of teach us the book stuff for the four years in, um, in class, but then we learn the majority of the stuff out on the job sites. So we just help. I mean, we help the carpenters, they, you know, give us responsibilities and they challenge us sometimes. <laughs> they make you face your fears. It's just been the greatest though. So being an apprentice carpenter is awesome. So explain to me, you talked about this books and book and text type of training, if you will. And then yeah. there's a hands-on piece. Can you explain to the, to the people who are listening in what that means or what that looks like? Just a couple of highlights maybe of those things, examples. Um, well, kind of types of things you're learning. Yeah, the whole first year, I mean, we did, like I said, the whole, the book work and we learned all the terms and things like that. But then once you go out on the job site, you're kind of just, for lack of a better term, thrown to the wolves. Like, there you go. <laughs> you know, and as I'm like one of those, um, I'm really scared of the unknown a lot of times. So like once I started carpentry, I feel like that was my like gateway to stop being that way. Mm. Because it's fine. You can be scared of the unknown, but really, if you never take that chance, you'll never know how awesome it is. So, so you had your book work. You're in a classroom. I'm guessing it's a traditional setting to a certain extent, like kids. Sure. The kids would probably think. Yeah, they're. Uh, oh, I'm the grandma of the group. Okay, all right. <laughs> they're all young kids, which is great. Sure. I, I love it. So, but then you're on. Job sites. Can you? What is a job site? Like again, we got to think about this. Not everybody may necessarily know what that means. Yeah. So you're on a job site. What does that look like? What What time are you showing up? What's a typical day look like? Um, the job sites vary. It just depends on where they send you. But for right now, I'm outside at the Rock Island Federal Courthouse. But I literally begged for that opportunity. I didn't care that it was outside in the winter. I didn't care at all. Um, I just knew that this is where I was going to learn the most in a, you know, a short amount of time. So um, when we're out there, we're, we've framed up the entire, uh, structurally framed the entire building. We've been putting up um, dense glass and nail board, and we're going to do Nichiha siding now, which is really awesome. So, I mean, I do anything like when he yelled at me and was like, are you supposed to go to this interview or whatever? I was like, oh no, I was driving the truck, you know, unloading material because he told me to. So, I mean, we do 
all kinds of things. Once we're done with the outside, um, we're going to be going in the inside and we're going to be doing casework. Um, What's casework? Casework, like around the doors, around the windows, base work, around the floor. I mean, really cool stuff. Seems It's probably sounds really boring, but I don't know. It's like all the technicalities in it, all the angles you have to cut. That kind of stuff is just so fun to figure out. So, I'm going to tell you... It- if they're not picking up on this yet, what you're putting down, you are so excited and passionate about this. And you're, you're saying the word boring, but even the word boring is not boring. And that's what's so, so cool my, about this. What, my what's your most- My SpongeBob, because they're like, you're just happy about everything. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's what a job site should look like. I what? love the job. I don't know how you can't be happy when you go to work every day for eight hours and you love the people you work with and you love what you do. Like. I'm just happy. <laughs> Something to be said for that. What's what's the your most favorite thing you've learned, or maybe the thing you that you've learned that you think is going to be the most instrumental thing that you're going to take take with you from this from this day on? Um, honestly, just don't be afraid to take a step. That's honestly what I take away from this. I've always been terrified to get into carpentry, but finally, I you know, to cut steps. So definitely just being, stop being so afraid of the unknown. And it was scary for me as a woman because I just assumed it was all men. It was a mostly male dominated, you know, industry and I'd never been around it. So it was scary. So I think that probably just don't be scared, just go full force. And, you know, and if you don't like it, it's not something that you're tied into for four years. If you decided in two years, just, is it for you? You don't have to continue. So out of curiosity though, you said you were a little scared. You had an awareness of carpentry, but where did that awareness come from? And then what, what made you make the leap? Um, I've just always enjoyed doing projects, home projects, any kind of projects, building things with my kids. Um, I was personal trainer for 13 years. I was a police officer. I was all these things, a phlebotomist. And once COVID hit, obviously personal training um, came to a halt and it scared the life out of me. And I was like, I just need something a little bit more secure, a lot more secure, you know, and reliable for my kids. And so one of my old bosses that was actually a strength coach with me asked me if I'd ever thought of carpentry. And I was like, no, no, what No. And he's like telling me all the positive things. You go to work at six, get off at three, whatever. You know what I mean? You got your weekends off. And I was just like, no, I don't think that's for me. But then I just was like, you know what? Why not? Just try it. So the leap of faith is cool. And I love hearing that. We, you know, that our target audience is, is students, correct? Right. And typically high school students, but this is kind of a unique one. And again, this is one of the privileges of hosting this program. I actually had my daughter record a question for you. I love that. Hey, Kathy, this is Kyrie Bro. I'm an eighth grader at Pleasant Valley Junior High. And I was wondering, what is it like being a female carpenter in a male-dominated industry? Um, first of all, I just love that you had your daughter ask me that question. I don't think <laughs> you even understand how much I love that. Um, it's definitely different. A lot of people think that I'm going to get treated differently because I'm a girl. They, they don't treat me differently. <laughs> they treat me just like each other. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's awesome. Um, these guys are really helpful. They're super kind. Um, they just want to watch me grow. So I don't, I, it's really hard for me to see myself as a woman in a male dominated. I just don't think of it like that. I'm just one of them. You know what I mean? So 
honestly, I think the maybe the biggest challenge, I don't is that what she asked me? The biggest oh. challenge is just I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any real challenges, to be honest, that I have struggled through yet. I mean, I guess people just saying things that aren't true about you, whatever, but that's life. So I don't, I don't feel like I have any struggles being a woman in carpentry. Really? I think all the guys I work with have accepted me really well with open arms. And there's a few of them that were a little more difficult than others, but. But that's probably also goes both ways in, yeah. in all aspects of careers. And yeah. So, I think I, I've only had I'm two. just going to go back for a quick second to that quote, our culture is about growth. And if you're passionate about growth, clearly they care about your growth because they you don't do. feel any differently. You're there every day. You're happy. You're working. You're doing the things. There's yeah. a lot to be said about the culture aspect and how important that is. I mean, these kids are going to be out looking for jobs. So, you know, they want to know. They want to look at the company. So I think it's important to share that. They're looking for those kinds of things, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I've not had a bad experience working around 100% men at all. I mean, it's just been good. I don't know if it's just my personality. I just mm-hmm. give it right back to them. <laughs> so they love it. <laughs> the kids are going to want to know about pay, too. So. Can, okay. can you make a decent amount of living? You, you said you have kids and you've got things you're trying to pay. Yeah. They want to know what kind of money can yeah. you make doing this? So when I first started as a pre-apprentice, um, I actually got a phone call from Bob asking if I wanted a pre-apprenticeship. And I didn't know what the heck that was, but I just said, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> whatever that is. And it started at about almost $16 an hour. And that is with no skill, zero skill whatsoever. <laughs> zero, you know, I had tools, but I had bought them for myself. Um, but once you get to the first year and you become just an apprentice, not um, a pre-apprentice. So once you get hired on a company or whatever and your classes start, then they bump you up to, I think it's like almost 17. And then after your first year, you start making 20. Second year, I think it goes up to like 24. By the time you journey out, I think it's like they said about $36 an hour. Journey out means what? Journeying out means you're finished with your four-year apprenticeship. You have to pass the test that goes over all four years. But the nice thing is the fourth year is mostly review. So, um, yeah, so we, I mean, my journeyman make, it depends on where we're working, but anywhere between like 32 and $36 an hour and up by Chicago, we can make even more than that. So if you do the quick math, whoever's listening, do the quick math, 32, $35 an hour, you're going to be for roughly, if you're working 2000 hours in a year, it's somewhere between 65 and $70,000 in a year. Now, if you do overtime, you can make more than that. Or oh, yeah. if you want to take time off, that's up to you. But as Kathy referenced before, you know, six to three, and most weekends, I assume, are off. Yeah, unfortunately, I want to work the weekends. I'm like, <laughs> God, guys, we're going to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, Kathy, I'm curious. So we got the money, but from an education perspective, and again, you look back a little bit, is there any classes maybe that you maybe wish you had taken or you have taken prior to getting into the apprenticeship that you would have thought would have been helpful now um, now that where you're at now? Well, I am 40 and I'm only in my second year. So it's been a real long time since sure. <laughs> I took any math classes or anything like that. So honestly, I really wish I would have brushed up on my math because that whole first year is just a lot of math and it seems like torture. But really, now that I'm in my second year, it's just polar opposite of my first year. I haven't had a math test yet, and it's been great. <laughs> it's been great. But I would have definitely brushed up on my math, if anything. Other than that, like, you can just pick up 
we're, you know, we're, you get dropped off. I mean, we, I, I picked right up. I don't know how. I just, I think because I love it so much. It's, yeah. Awesome. I'm, I always like to ask about mentors and mentorship because I think for my career journey and a lot of the people that we talk to, that's an important piece of, of why they're sitting in the seat that they're sitting in right now. So I'm curious for you, uh, who have been those those people, those people that have helped light the fires and and maybe even gave you the the tip on this might be something that you're good at or you should do? Oh, man, you know what? The first person that comes to my mind is Michelle because I've worked with her for her at her um, her properties before. Michelle. Michelle Russell, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she is always such a positive like encouraging voice in my life, even in the tough times I've been through a couple of tough times. I mean, and she was just always there. So she's definitely a huge mentor. She's so positive and encouraging, but also, um, my, my boss right now, Dave Duncan, he's just a wealth of knowledge and I just want to pull it all out from him. <laughs> I'm like, just give it all to me. So Dave definitely. And Michelle for sure. Then like all my journeymen that I work with, they're just, they're great. They all want to teach me different things. So they've all really mentored, especially at this job site, this job site, we have had the same crew the entire three months that we've been there. And they're all like mentors to me at this point. Awesome. They're great. So there's gotta be, you could, there's gotta be a nugget. Give something like if you could take something off your plate as a, as a carpenter that you wish you didn't have to do, what might that be? that I wish I didn't have to do. Correct. Oh, I don't know yet. This interview? I mm-hmm. <laughs> know, oh, right? No, I'm kidding. No. No. I don't. Honestly, like, there's things that I find that I'm like, mm, I wouldn't want to do this much. But, like, like the other day, we had to go because it was raining and we can't be outside and it's raining because our stuff won't stick or whatever. But, Okay. I mean, but whatever. I'm still getting paid, you right, know? Right. So there's really not anything that I've done yet that I don't like to do. Okay. That's I don't like perfect. being up in the JLG with my dream sometimes. Okay. <laughs> well, here's a, there's a different different approach or look at the question, maybe. Um, let's say there was a project they wanted you to learn more of because they, they see this potential in you, right? And you have to give something off your plate because mm-hmm. to make time for this new thing. What's the thing then that you maybe get rid of so you can take on something new, that new challenge? Uh, right now, we're just putting up 3M. 3M um, seals the building. I'd probably go do something different because really it's not a skill. You know what I mean? It's not a skill that I'm learning. It's We're just like professional sticker adherers now. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. It is hard, but it's not like draining <laughs> on your brain. You know, layout, on the other hand, that is hard. And that's something that I would honestly probably clear everything off of work just so I could go with Dave and learn layout because and what's layout layout is it's the exactly. Um, okay. So it's, it's just when you're laying out the building, so there's nothing there. Dave goes in, he lays out everything from every wall to every window to every, you know, stud, everything. And it's a lot, but once you get that down, you just, you understand so much more about carpentry and it's weird because everybody told me that and I was just like, I don't think so, but they're right. I mean, they're really right. It just, it all correlates with each other after that. I'm going to have to come take some classes from you. I know, right? You just come <laughs> join me one day at work. It's fun. <laughs> I love it. 
So, Joy, we have before I jump into our typical last question. Anything, anything else that's burning with you? Um, no, I think I'm. I'm actually excited for the last question. So, um, questions. Yeah, exactly. So, Kathy, we typically like to ask our guests, envision sixteen-year-old Kathy, and what would you tell Kathy to keep doing, stop doing, and start doing to increase her happiness for the balance of her hopefully career. Um, I would just keep putting one foot in front of the other for sure. Um, what would I keep doing? What would stop, I stop doing, doing? And start doing. I would stop being so hard on myself and doubting myself mm-hmm. and just being scared. You know what I mean? Of okay. failure. Um, and what would I start doing? I would start being more confident in my abilities and, um, do share more about the career that I'm in. I would love to share more about the career that I'm, especially with the younger kids, just to give them that nugget. Like, even if they never decided again, you know what I mean? But at least there's, there's one girl, you know, there's one girl I could do it. So I would definitely start, you know, just talking to more people about the career. And so 16 year old me would have stopped being a little butthead, that's for sure. <laughs> well, 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 I'm so glad my kids weren't, though. Good gosh, thank goodness. <laughs> well, I can say, Kathy, that we, no, I don't know if any of us were perfect at 16, but uh, I can tell you now, you are really a real piece of work, <laughs> and we appreciate you being a, a, a guest on, uh, on, our, on our podcast here today, and I'm sure the listeners are going to love hearing your story. So thank you. I hope so. Yes. Thank thank you, Kathy. You're, you do have a story to tell and I am more than happy to be here with Matt helping to share that story with, with everyone out there. So thank you for your time. Yeah. I appreciate you guys even being interested. (laughs) I'm just like little little me at work and I'm like, what? (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, Joy, we had another awesome guest today. Um, I just got to say, uh, I'm reflecting a little because of the fact I'm sitting in the construction world. The reason I'm sitting in the construction world is because I, like Kathy, started as a pre-apprentice, but I was on the in the local 91, which is a sheet metal world, which, by the way, her dad and I worked together when I got no exposed way. when I got exposed to this industry. So I love the fact, and we talked about this a little bit, you see the fruit of your labor every day, and I think it's pretty cool to know that in some small way, tiny little way for me that I actually get to change some skylines. So it was cool to hear Kathy's story about how she's changing skylines in her backyard here. So, and, and on top of that, the fact I have a daughter, I want to know her, want her to know that it's an option um, either in the field or in the office or not at all, but at least it's an option. Yeah. Anything jump out for you, Joy? Well, just piggybacking on that. I think for me, um, yes, the connection is obviously so amazing from a passionate perspective, because it gives me that passion and that fire, right? But it truly is, um, you talked about being scared of the unknown, right? I think that's so common and common in in females in general, maybe a little bit self, self-reflection on myself, right? Um, but mm-hmm. I didn't have the opportunity or know about those things. Is that an option back, back in the day? And so um, 
you know, maybe maybe I need to start listening unto some of these just as much as the kids do as I'm sitting here trying to think of career paths and where I want to go and listening to you talk about how much fun you're having and doing. Maybe I need to try a few more things. I mean, I was leading into this episode and thinking there was probably about a month or two ago, I got out a sander, had this old table and I sat out in my garage with my sander and I got done. I'm like, that was like therapy. That was awesome. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to pay attention to a few more of those, these things. You know, this is fun as well. I love this. I love the opportunity to be out in the community and, and, and sharing some of those talents as well. But so for me, it's maybe listening to some of those things. Um, and I just love that you say you don't see it that way as being a male, you know, dominating industry. I love the fact that you said that and you said it proud several times. I think that's amazing. And I, again, speaks a lot for Russell too and what they're doing over there. So thanks, Matt, for bringing another amazing guest on. I'm excited for to get this into the, the ears of the kids so they can listen and tune in. Absolutely. Always looking forward to the next one. What did you like?